Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 475. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Alright, so uh, if you enjoy our show, and you haven't done so already... Uh, we do ask that you pop on over to iTunes, give us a, a positive review. Um, it really is very important. It really helps new listeners find our show. And if you do, you'll be just like uh, Batman of Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure that's uh, our buddy Anthony, uh, Brooklyn Batman, mm-hmm. over on Twitter, who writes, uh, Lots of fun and positivity. Unlike other DCEU podcasts, they are critical of WB, but they remain positive and upbeat. They're always prepared and informed about what's going on with DC news. Lots of fun, and you'll learn a lot about DC comics and DC films, too. Highly recommended. Thank you very much, dude. Uh, yeah, you could you could be just like uh, just like Anthony. Mm-hmm. Be like Anthony, guys. I, I um I I appreciate that. I really do. And and it makes me think. Should we just rename the show like DC the Gray Zone? <laughs> the gray zone? Yeah. Things aren't black and white in here. <clears throat> no, they no, they never are. All right, and also, you know, we do play voicemails. You can be featured on the show if you want to leave us a voicemail and give us a call at 205-259-6331. And before we jump into the news, just one more thing, I promise. <laughs> we are curious. Do you have an interesting story of how a significant other discovered and reacted to your fandom? It could be a funny anecdote or a flat-out horror story. It doesn't have to be DC. It doesn't have to be your DC fandom. It could be like, you know, you have a girlfriend. You don't want her to come over to the house. She comes over. You've got a whole bunch of Teletubbies. <laughs> it could be something like that. I don't know. I'm not speaking from experience on that. That was just yeah. the first horrible thing that came to mind. But, Actually, uh, yeah. does it have to necessarily be a bad experience? Can it be a surprising and pleasant experience? Yeah, it can be. It can be. Well, now, uh, we're, now we're really rolling. But yeah. I'd prefer it to be a, a bad experience or a funny anecdote, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you tell us, we'll talk about it on next week's show. If we get enough stories, we're just going to turn it into its own separate episode, its own separate special episode. We'll probably record it on a Saturday or something weird, mm-hmm. uh, something just bizarre and ungodly. Like Saturday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we went right, over guys. that. <laughs> All right, it is time for us to jump into some news here. Um, first up on the, uh, on the news cycle here is, uh, Sandberg, David Sandberg, the director of Shazam, uh, proving again that he really enjoys his job, dropped a trailer for Shazam on April 1st. Shockingly, it was a fake. Yeah. Who thought? <laughs> well, yeah, this, the trailer starts with like a really nice cloud rumble, darkened skies, even has a voiceover of someone talking to Billy. And then the 1974 television series version of Shazam swoops in. To rescue a woman on a horse while ACDC's Thunderstruck plays in the background. I laughed. You gotta love that. I enjoyed it quite a bit. You gotta. I understand, though, everyone who felt like hurt and betrayed by that. Because that means you're excited about a thing, and that can be hard to do sometimes in this environment. Uh-huh. And I respect you for that. 
and I'm mm-hmm. sorry you got your feelings hurt. I really am, but it's still kind of funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also just, kind of funny. Sandberg's just, God, like, it, you notice there's no rumors about him leaving. No one would no. dare. No one no. would dare. He clearly enjoys what he's doing. I feel like Sandberg has done, well, more than an adequate job. He's he's done a fantastic oh, he's, job he's of... He's owning social media. Oh, yeah. He's done a really fantastic job of, like, really just, like, latching, getting fans to latch onto him mm-hmm. as the director. Yeah. So like, he's like, no, I saw what all you other cats did, and y'all left for over creative differences, quote unquote. Me, I'm doing Shazam. And everybody's <laughs> like, that's fine. You do Shazam. Nobody else wants to do Shazam. And he was like, no, I'm going to make it awesome. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But so far, you know, the entertainment value that Sandberg has provided, even if the movie is utter shit, the entertainment value he's provided on social media alone is well worth him doing this movie. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a Deadpool effect. We're like, I would have said the same of the first one, but it, mm-hmm. with the second one, I've enjoyed... Even uh, if you just took the viral content in the trailers, I left enough of that. I, I, I would have been fine with just that rolling around out there without the movies. Mm-hmm. And if the second one's terrible, so be it. But I saw a pink Deadpool today, and that made me happy. Yeah, I haven't really kept up with Deadpool, too. Whatever I've seen, I've just kind of been like, meh, whatever. Like, it hasn't made me laugh. I haven't been that interested, but... Uh, you know I'm you're going to watch it. Good. It's not going to sell oh, I'm you one da- no. so, yeah. No. I'm, I'm going I'm to watch it. I, I will give Sandberg this, though. I don't know if he's almost doing this on, like, a, a, like a romantic literature level or something, but mm-hmm. the amount of seriousness with which he takes his job and the amount of childlike exuberance he shows on the side feels so shazam mm-hmm. It does. It does. It just... It fits, man. I love it. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, so uh, Zachary Levi was uh, asked about... He was on live Instagram, Instagram Live, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Someone said, why the crap suit? And Zachary Levi went to town, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this block of text and thought, too long, don't read. Yeah. Uh, Zachary says, wow, okay. Well, I don't think it's a crap suit. I think my suit is effing bomb, to be perfectly honest, and I know there hasn't been an officially released photo yet, but there have been incredibly high-quality photos that have been released, and I think any of you people out there who are still hung up on what the suit looks like are just wanting to be angry for angry's sake. I think you're very insecure, (laughs) and you're probably dealing with some stuff in your own life, and you feel a little powerless, and I'm sorry that you do. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I do think you should probably take a second to reflect on why you are as negative as you are, maybe about anything in life, and then relook at the suit and go, actually, hey, you know what? They're trying really hard to make something that's awesome and pleases a lot of different people because Captain Marvel has been around for a really long time and has had a bunch of different iterations of suits, so you can't win them all, but you can at least hope people will give you a fair shake. So for any of you out there that don't still think that You've been given a fair shake and don't want to give us a fair shake. Well, then, sucks to your ass, Mar. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, damn, Zach. Right? That that It feels brutal, and yet I don't disagree with him in certain capacities. I mean, he was pretty respectful. I, he, honestly. Well, yes and no. You can't... You, you, he essentially ends that with, if you're not on board, sucks to be you. But up front gives you a lot of... of pretty logical reasons that you should kind of be on board with him. Mm-hmm. I do agree though. He's there's it's, it's, I mean, it's God, the character's been around forever, dude. 
like for a long time. So yeah, you're you're dealing with a lot of expectancies and or expectations, and um, yeah, that's hard to do. And I agree, I mean, I they're not giving him a fair shake. Like, get, at least let him get one good like sh- like edited like it's going to be in the movie photo out before we start really jumping mm-hmm. on it one way or the other. You know, once you, I mean, whatever you want to call it, Captain Marvel, Shazam, whatever, the character's been around for so long. Um, but I kind of feel like it's not that big of a property. Like, I don't believe that that many people, like, I think people are literally just looking up the character and then going like, yeah, all right, well, I don't like it. It still looks bad. As opposed to what? All the other pictures of Captain Marvel where he looks exactly like this. I mean, there's because that like, suit looks like Captain Marvel, dude. It really does. It looks like at least a version of it, if not kind of a conglomeration of versions of it. But there's, I, I think there really are a legitimate group of people out there who have a version of a character they love because he is. I mean, yeah, sure, he's B or C team sometimes, but he's definitely like he's on the radar. Yeah, I'm not saying that there it's are people. There, a I'm not saying that they don't the exist. League. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that people don't exist. I'm just saying, like, as many people have given them crap for this costume. Like, I just wonder how many of these you're people are the... just looking them up for the first time and going, oh, it looks like crap. You're saying the numbers aren't there for just people being primarily violated by the costume. People are just being dicks for no reason. Yeah. So I'm going to call it secondary violation, violation what you're talking <laughs> about. Where it's like, you see it, then you go look up the character to see who the hell it is, and you, you see versions of the character that you would probably prefer to see, and then look back at the character and go, ah, I don't like that now. Well, you really didn't yeah. have a concept before. You haven't, and that's especially the kind of guy that he was pointing out. Like, come on, man, give give it a fair shake. Like, let me at least show you what this thing looks like in a trailer before you shit on it. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it looks just like the character. I have no qualms with it, man. It looks It looks exactly right. It does. It does look pretty damn right. I, you can give him shoulder pads and a sash if you want, but or I mean, or wear the cape more to one side if you want to than than in both like it is now. But whatever, it's still very, 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 very accurate. And I'm a little just man. Aren't you just tired of people taking set photos and tearing them apart for costumes? Yep, sure am. We've been doing that for a long time. I remember even mm-hmm. Avengers Two even was just God. Even that, like people looking at the. Um, you know, the uh, motion capture dots, like people mm-hmm. looking at live action people with the motion capture dots and saying like, this looks terrible. Seriously. I mean, people are doing it right now for like Marvel's Captain Marvel with Brie <laughs> Larson. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, God, oh my gosh, man. They were pissed. <sighs> like they had to put out some other photos to contradict that. So like, no, we have plans. Just give me a second. Yeah, they're like posting like panels and stuff from the comics. Like, okay, in the comics, she had this green outfit, and you guys need to, you know, suck it up. Yeah, I, part of me longs for the days of fanzines and like three minutes of unedited footage on Entertainment Tonight featuring Michael King's mm-hmm. Batman with no sound <laughs> effects. It just, it really does. It goes to show you, man, like people on the internet, like, and these assholes with their clickbait. It, you know, Marvel has made. And we're like not, 18, you're not talking about 19 people movies? that click on clickbait. You can be, a, there are a lot of victims. You're talking about the people who put this out because they want the SEO, because they want the clicks. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's the devil's work now, right like, there. You know, the people who are like, this looks like shit. This movie's going to be awful. What are you talking? Like they, they've done like 18 movies at this point, 17, 18 movies at this point, whatever it is, it's never going to be enough. Like they, they are, you know, heralded as, as uh you know, like the company who's doing this stuff. Yeah, they're the golden standard. 
And, you know, you can be like, well, look at DC's track record. Look at Marvel's track record. And you're still bashing it because you don't understand how movie making works. And you still don't know better than to just chill out on the freaking set pictures Uh, and let a thing really actually just come out. The set pictures are killing me a little bit. They've been hurting myself for years now. They're just, man, it's, it's hard sometimes. I hear you, man. So Zack Snyder uh, shared a set picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he shared a picture of uh, Aquaman on the on the pier. You know that bit where like the the waves are crashing yeah, up sure. over him, and uh, he says uh, he puts the caption, "I'm excited to see what James Wan does with his, with this king." Hashtag Aquaman. Hashtag James Wan. I just think so. I think that's really cool that he's still like supporting James Wan. He's still like excited to see. What Aquaman does, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. A, you know, no sour grapes for Zach, man. Mm-hmm. Like, still a stand-up dude. Uh, yeah. Hashtag like, get it, man. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the most annoying part about a, a lot of it is a lot of the people that are being supposedly pitted against each other are, are by whatever article you find on certain he- certain websites that we should all just admit are crap and move on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's actually nice to see just open. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just nice to see him talk nice, and there's nothing you can actually do about it. Yeah. So uh, Boris Kidd of the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. was doing an, was writing. He wrote an article, and he was uh, he was talking about the the writer uh, Dan Mazzo of uh, well, he's doing that guy's doing a a, a big screen adaptation of Ernest Klein's novel Armada, and in the article, Boris Kidd mentioned that Mazzo had worked on the W the WB flash project quote when it was titled flashpoint and everyone flipped out because that means that it's not titled flashpoint anymore. It's not about flashpoint anymore, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Kit responded to this by saying, I didn't say they weren't adapting flashpoint. All I said was that it wouldn't be titled flashpoint, but maybe I've said too much. I mean, aside from that slightly dickishly cryptic ending on that, come on. Like, there's a little bit of troll to how he how he phrased that, but absolutely, I'm okay with that though. I, I, there's literally a production company called Working Title Productions, mm-hmm. one I'm very fond of, and it doesn't. I, I, I to me, what it points out is like that's dude. You can have a working title of anything. It could be taught. Mm-hmm. You can be calling it Flashpoint in in production meetings, and then give it a real title later, or or who knows? It it it, it that. Flashpoint ended up being the right title. You don't. It's just the title, man. Yeah, but you know, Warner Brothers did actually come out and say that it was going to be called Flashpoint. They announced it as Flashpoint, mm-hmm. and um, you know, him saying this, you know, back when it was titled Flashpoint, means that it's no longer titled Flashpoint. And clearly, he has some sort of knowledge. But and I, I just think it's interesting. And I think he's right to be a dick about this because the internet's freaking out and blowing up and saying they're not doing Flashpoint. They're extrapolating all of this like non-news from like one comment. I, I know. Uh, just the last sentence is like trolling it in a way that only feeds the the mill. Yeah. You know? I'm all right with it. <laughs> I don't agree. He I, says enough in there. I mean, I agree. He with says his enough point in there. But it doesn't even mean like it. It could be as simple as like it was called Flashpoint, and now they're just calling it Flashpoint Paradox. Maybe that that could literally be what's happening. Maybe uh, you don't know. It's just no, I don't. It's way too far off, man. <laughs> it's nothing to be upset oh, I, about yet. I, 
I'm not saying anything. Oh, I'm not saying I'm upset about anything. I'm fine with it. Oh, I, know. I I I'm in, I enjoyed what Boris said. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think the internet's full of a bunch of reactionaries who need to pull their heads out of their asses. And uh, nah, that's about it. Yep. It's been a long-standing talking point for us. Yep. Don't expect to see over it die latest, anytime soon. Uh, over to the latest The Batman news. Um, <laughs> someone <laughs> asked Matt Reeves on Twitter, how's it going on The Batman? And he said, really, really well, thanks. I could not be more excited. And that is the news. Nothing about Ben Affleck not being there. There was a quick rumor that it was going to be all about Jason Todd dying, and then that that got updated, and they said, that's not true. Okay, cool. That's all we got on the Batman, guys. That's it. Everything else is uh, people starved for information, freaking out about a thing. <laughs> now, over to, to a movie that's been released, that's done been released, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman v Superman. Dude, Zack Snyder has been on Vero explaining like a hell of a lot about Batman v Superman. I thought a lot of this was really interesting. Um, the beautiful lie se- sequence. Someone asked him about that. Now that's the scene uh, near the near the beginning where Bruce falls down the hole into the cave and is lifted up towards the light by the bats. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he just he describes it as a beautiful lie, the light that was a beautiful lie. Mm-hmm. And um, Zack Snyder told Vero user Alex Andrus the idea that in the dream the righteous man, the good man, seeks justice. But that quest for justice leads him into darkness and his own moral code is in question or may only be a construct of his grief. So the lie of the light becomes justice equals light for Batman is the opposite. I mean, uh, yeah. There's a lot of good themes to explore there. Yeah. It's a ton. I mean, it's it's Batman who thought he was seeking justice and then he finds himself opposed to another guy who's seeking justice in a way that he can't uh, tolerate. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a, mm-hmm. The themes were ripe. Now, I, yeah, I, it's like granted though that was the first like that scene when I saw it in theaters. I literally leaned over to you and went, "What is going on right now?" <laughs> well, when the movie, there was so much going on, like so, like negative reviews. There was like all these weird expectations. Like we were so afraid he wasn't going to get the character right. We were like, "What are they doing?" And, and then, then, like, I don't know. In the first couple I, of minutes, it made it seem like they were going to give him some kind of bat superpower or something. I was like, what is, what are we doing? And then. I'm like, hold on. Let's just see where this goes. <laughs> like, I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a real fear response there for a second. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Raghu Nathan. Over on Vero, says Zack Snyder, I need some clarification about BVS. There is a scene where Lex Luthor says, You flew too close to the sun, now look at you, to Zod's dead body in the Genesis chamber. And Lex's face looks sad and crying. What does this mean? Is he feeling sad for General Zod? If so, explain. Uh, please explain. And uh, then Andre GXF, another Vero user, responded that is a reference to the story of icarus who wanted to fly he was given wings of wax flew too close to the sun the wings melted he fell to the earth and died literary interpretation has found in the myth the structure and consequence of personal overambition. and zack snyder responded that's right also sun as in the last son of krypton big fan of double meaning <laughs> and more for another time yeah uh, now, Vero user Josh Costella asked, Bruce's dream, at least the part where Barry talks to him, was definitely real. The papers were floating through the air in the background when he, quote, wakes up, and Zack Snyder confirms, real. 
Um, Patrick J. Dennis on Vero uh, as Zack Snyder is the nightmare scene and alternate timeline where Bruce never forms the Justice League but tries to bring Superman back to life with a mother box anyways when Steppenwolf invades. I think it's either that or something like Injustice. Zack Snyder responds, or if someone lost someone close to them, they might become susceptible to a certain equation and might blame a certain bat for events that a too soon Bruce would know nothing about. <sighs> I, I, I want, I want Superman and the anti-life equation. I don't, now. I don't, I, I don't think I want that. Really? I really don't. Hmm. And part of it's just, I, I don't like, um, it's not even that I don't like, it's just that I'm a little fed up uh, with the, it's me, but it's not me storyline. Like it's, yeah, it's my I main criticism of Avengers one and two is they told the same story twice. <laughs> in <certain ways. laughs> yeah. I just. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Like that was something that was actually refreshing about Thor. Like Ragnarok is, is the Hulk was almost a personality again that resembled his previous one in certain ways. Hmm. Like it wasn't just a, a body in two minds kind of situation again. It, I, I just, I don't know if I care enough. And I was really hoping that Batman versus Superman was kind of the one-off of, look, these are the two major characters. You got, you got two alphas in the playground. They got to work it out. And then they're going to be friends after, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I wanted that to be the one-off. I didn't okay. want to do a Justice League 1 and 2 where Superman was evil again or something. I, I didn't want to do Justice League versus Superman, which is what that inevitably would be in a protracted yeah. form. I'm fine with it. Like, the the scene around his statue, loved it. But a whole movie? No. A whole movie with the anti-life yeah. equation? Eh. I'm good. It's, um, eh. Yeah. It, it partly has to do with my feelings about the anti-life equation. Uh-huh. It's just <laughs> poor storytelling. Honestly, I, I, I don't like it. Hmm. I mean, it says anti-life equation, and then it's a uh-huh. magical thing that makes any character do what you want it to do, if you know it. It's just it's just magic, mm. with a weird name. God. I don't know. All this all this is bullshit to me, man. I, know. I mean, I, I love it. It's all ridiculous. Well, it's all ridiculous, and then there's parts that, like, <laughs> aesthetically I don't love. And I'm just talking about aesthetics here. That's all. Yeah. I know I'm pissing off some Jack Kirby fans, but still, uh, it, never, it never struck a chord with me. I mean, I can understand it, but I don't know. I mean, I've also seen the, the anti-life equation used in a few different ways. You know, I, I to the point where, like, sometimes I'm not sure exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Like, depending on who's writing it, it's a little different sometimes. It's just yeah. a little... And there's a beauty in that, having this kind of uh, piece of the universe you can use in different ways. I, there's a beauty to that. But I've never, I don't know, I've never fallen in love with the equation itself as a acting part of that universe so i'd be a little bored by it i think but i don't know that's all speculation i mean i I would love to see all this stuff i didn't spend nearly as much time with injustice as you did so uh (laughs) that's the other part is i do feel like i've kind of seen a lot of that story evil superman running around yeah and it was good it was really good like especially the premise to injustice was was, uh i I mean fantastic Mm -hmm. you can't i don't think you can do that any better (laughs) yeah I say hoping someone does it even better and I'm more excited. Uh, whatever. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, Zach also posted a picture of uh, a painting showing Christ on the cross being uh, penetrated in the side by the spear of a Roman soldier. Spear of destiny, some it's, might call it. It's, just a lot, and, it's uh, a lot less weird if you just call it stabbed, but technically penetrated, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but with that caption... 
Uh, sorry, with that picture, he writes, uh, why with all the technology at his disposal would Batman build a spear? Here's why. Um, now, symbolically, that's cool. I don't buy it. Sorry, Zach. Love you, buddy. Uh, it's, I, I, yeah, I think it's too deep a reference. It is a deep reference. It is, they, he is specifically, I think, referencing, uh, St. Longinus. The line. Who would have been the, the, who is believed to have been the, uh, the Roman centurion who, who, who stabbed Jesus with the spear and, uh, got the the water and blood from Jesus's body into his eyes um and then he said oh indeed I, this was the son of god because saint logitus was nearly blind and, and he uh could again, suddenly, right? he could see again and then he converted left the army took instruction from the apostles and became a monk as they say on catholic.org um <laughs> and that's really cool that's really cool that's a like, nice backstory but you don't have a character that is part of that allegory instead you have part of an allegory that you're telling and referencing and you're not giving you're not giving me enough references to fill in that background so all you have well, is the story you're telling me yeah. which has a couple of gaps and it's 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 kind of it's cool because it's like oh batman was metaphorically nearly blind but he was healed when uh, you know when, when he, he kills or nearly kills superman and okay yeah but that's you know again like and i've said this before Superman was created by a couple of Jewish kids. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure they saw him more of as like a Moses figure, more you know, more than the <laughs> Jesus figure. But I mean, whatever, man. If you got to make Superman Jesus, I, I get it. Like we've seen it before, um, and that is a cool, as a cool, you know, uh, reference. But at the same time, I mean, we, we did see Batman and BVS with some Kryptonite technology. I didn't need it to be a spear here. No. And it is a little weird. And he's definitely used um, specifically the uh, Jesus imagery before. I mean, that shot in Man of Steel is undeniable. But you know, one of the reasons is, it is because Doomsday was, like, putting out, like, EM pulses, you know? And, like, that that, that crashed the Batwing. So he needed something kryptonite-based that wouldn't, like, die. Right. So that they could kill Doomsday with it. That's what it was. That works for me. Still... Not even that Batman would have known that was happening. Even in the Ultimate Edition, didn't quite make it into the movie. And then, like you said, it, Doomsday was constantly evolving. He didn't know that was one of the evolutions he'd go through, so it doesn't have any point. Right. But, it, see, that's one of the parts where, like, that scene is... Uh, it is. It's the weak point of the movie. I I'm, I really... I like a lot of it. And I sp- I sp- the Thematically, I love the movie. But, like, in terms of the action, there are a lot of parts of that scene that just don't completely make sense. I mean, it would make sense if, like, I, I would love to have, like, Alfred come in and be like, really? Like, a, a spear? And have Batman be like, you know, you never know. You never know. I, I always have a weapon on hand that isn't, like, dependent on, te- on, on you know, electrical pulses, you know? Just like, <laughs> that would have done it. Like, that that would have been great. If Alfred had just come in and said, you have all this at your disposal, billions of dollars worth of research at your disposal, and you're going to shit him. Like, yeah. yeah, you're, like, out here. I can trust a shit. Like, I just want to see, like, Bruce Wayne in a wife beater, like, hanging out of the front porch of Wayne Manor, whittling a hate spear. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, throw in a little, like, Alfred, in brightest day and in blackest night, you can still knife somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit doesn't care. if You can't hack a knife, man. <laughs> 
All righty. That would work. So, uh, moving on to some feedback here. Uh, Matthew Salvatore over on uh, Twitter says, It is going to be a long day at work today. Thank goodness I have an episode from Suicide Squadcast, SD Saber Podcast, and a DC on screen to hear. I'm saved. Thanks, guys. You make my you make work fly. I, I'm always happy to hear those. Happy to be on the list and... God, I, I, even even if we're only third on the list, couldn't have. I mean, what up? I dude? don't care. Couldn't have aspired to anything more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't. But it, it's uh, yeah, like it's just, it's a work day, man. If we can make it a little bit better, I'm very proud. Yeah, me too. Uh, Brentac Prime from Fans Without Borders of the DC TV Squadcast says, "Your latest episode. Did you just say screw it? Let's do an Ion movie." You did. I might be the only person who would be just fine with that. Yeah, man. Let's do it. I'd be super <laughs> into that. We should start a petition. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Or boycott anything that's not that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, in particular, like I'm, I'm a huge Kyle Rayner fan. I love that guy. Yeah, me too. I'd love to see him just take over like that. Oh, it'd be so much fun, man. Oh, oh. Anthony Brooklyn Batman. How much, Over on Twitter, how much says, fun would hmm? sorry? I got it. How much fun would like Green Lantern have been if instead the villain was Kyle Rayner and Ion? Mm. All right, love it. I can see how that could love work. It. I'm all right. Let's also assume they both get real suits. Hmm. I feel like that should be like the fifth movie in the franchise. Mm. But okay, okay. I'd be lo- I'd be willing to look at an outline. <laughs> <laughs> so diplomatically put. Well done. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, Anthony Brooklyn Batman over on Twitter says, "Great episode, guys. I thought it was I was the only one who hadn't seen Game of Thrones or Narcos. LMAO haven't seen a James Wan film either. Still hype for Aquaman though. I'm 100 percent there you with know? him on my viewing histories. I, I'm it's I'm right there. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, buddy. I haven't even seen the Saw movies. We we should just all like Not one. We should all just vow to not see them. Yeah, you know what? I've I've seen I've seen a ton of James Wan films. Like all the stuff that he did with the Saw movies, I totally I did I did to, I th- totally watch. I didn't look this up. I just remembered it. I thought I saw someone reference that he was uh, that he directed a uh, uh, Smallville episode. Yeah, uh, I think I think so. Okay, so is, Mercy maybe? Yes. Okay, that's the one I remember. As far as I can tell, then that is the only time I've seen anything he's directed. Yeah, I, it turns out I guess I've seen a fair amount. So. Way behind on it. <laughs> way behind. And All right, we're good. Full disclosure: I I just can't catch up uh-huh. on that. Just no way. I know it's December. I just it can't. I can't do it. Mm. Out of time. Can't you can't catch up? It's no way. You can't cut the mustard. Nope. Nope. The entirety of mm. my knowledge about the Saul movies, for instance, is and I only think this is true: the dude from Princess Bride gets messed up and somebody has cancer. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> And I'm not even sure if that's real or if I, I just heard yeah. it. Right. All right. So I think we need to move on to TV. Guys, if you're not following us to TV, and I understand if you're not, not everyone's into the TV, um, you can find every episode, dconscreen.com. You can find us on uh, on Facebook. Uh, we have a page over there. We have a group that, you know, sometimes we remember to post stuff in. And um, we're pretty accessible on Twitter. At DC on screen, we're on Instagram at DC on screen. Sometimes I put up uh, pretty exclusively, uh, pretty exclusive stories on Instagram. So yeah, you can follow us a lot of different places. I'm also on Vero at David C. Robertson, and 
Yep, into the into the TV news here. Uh, so the CW renewed like every damn thing. I mean, every damn thing. Like Arrow's coming back, man. Yeah, for season fourteen. <laughs> I think. No, I think that's Supernatural, <laughs> which yeah. got picked up too. For season twenty. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like Arrow, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Riverdale. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I can't believe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend got a renewal, really but can. I think they're only doing one more season. Dynasty, Jane the Virgin, Supernatural. You know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's pretty good. It's it's, it's really not bad. It's it's really not bad. Um, and uh, you are right about the final season thing. Yeah, I think specifically they wanted to do one more season. Yeah. I, I saw I saw like one picture of uh, I don't know that I don't know that girl's name. I don't either. But. I saw a picture of her and the rest of the cast, as far as I can recognize it, because the the wife does watch the show, and every time I've wandered in, it was it was fine. It, it, I have nothing against mm-hmm. it; I just don't have time and don't care enough, but to you know to make time. And um, yeah, it was like final season renewed, blah blah blah. Yeah, which is honestly how I'm hoping all the shows we're currently watching go out. Yeah, I, like I hope there's a point, and I'm I, I'm not quite there yet with a lot of these shows, but I really do hope there's a point. Where, like, Arrow, for instance, who is the longest going, who should theoretically, maybe, because he's the longest, say, I think I'm going to call it after this season. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's just so much tidier, and there's, you can plan. I just want everyone to wrap things up by themselves. It's just, it's the right way to go. Yeah. But that's like wishing you die in your sleep, you know? <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's kind of like you all wish that, but not everybody gets it. Yeah, but you also, like, I don't know, kind of want to know it's coming, you know? <laughs> that's that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I don't want to talk about it either. It's a real bummer. Although, although, no. to be fair, in this analogy, you would, because they would announce that we're going to renew Arrow for season eight, and it's going to be the final season well in advance. So you would right. know what night you're going to die in your sleep. That's... I would never go to sleep. <laughs> okay, this is oh. freaking me out. Let's stop. Uh, I can't talk about this. Oh. Uh, over on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Hope I've given you a lot to think about, Dave. Nope. Trying real hard not to. Fair enough. Legends of Tomorrow, they promoted uh, Jess, Jess McCallan to series regular. That's uh, Ava. And I found out some spoilery things. I'm not caught up on the show. I found out some spoilery things about uh, her character that I wish I didn't know. But at the end of the day, it's just lessons of tomorrow. It's not like it's a good show, so I'm all right. I, um, I, <laughs> I, I know you have thoughts about that. I'm loath to admit this, but for the last like six or seven weeks, I've been really looking forward to that show. Mm-hmm. Short of about an episode and a half altogether, uh-huh. I've really enjoyed it. They had a ghost rat, man. I can't get over that ghost rat. I mean, it was a dumb thing, man. It's real dumb. I'm okay with the ghost rat. Elvis's ghost twin. I'm okay with Elvis's ghost twin. I, I like that was actually fine. In in certain ways, it felt like they've been doing the kind of bizarre things with the show that you could do with this show. <sighs> I mean, I didn't. I like if I was a viewer who theoretically hopped on the wave rider, so I could be the you know the instantiation of that camera we're seeing. I didn't hop on this damn ship so I could watch a rom com or a bunch of love triangles. I don't care about that. I didn't hop on so they could I, 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 like fight Bebo. I, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-huh. But time traveling adventures or going back to, you know, save Elvis's career and thus correct the course of musical history. Yes. 
Yes, that is what I would have jumped on board for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been All it's right. been better than I actually thought it would be for a little while, and I'm not sure if I should be ashamed about that, but it's how I, I feel. I will say so this: I'm just saying it's better than Arrow. It's better than Arrow right now. Have you seen the last episode, of Arrow? No, but I cannot imagine that they turned it around in one episode. They didn't. I, I they didn't turn it around in one episode, but the last episode was better than the previous three. I think the previous three, like, mm. uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I mean, I, I finished the episode, and I literally rolled my eyes. <laughs> it's not a good response. Uh-huh. And then the, the last episode, yeah. That was, um, it, was, it was a decent episode. I'll see. I'll see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Phil Klimmer was talking about uh, John Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow. He says, I had not really realized the fervor of Constantine's fandom. How? I sort of accidentally... I know, right? He says, I sort of accidentally discovered it. Honestly, we put him on the show just because we wanted him on the show. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that statement right there. Completely. Hey, like, the idea of, like, I kind of accidentally discovered it one day when I went to the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. He says, there's no cynical calculation of trying to accumulate somebody else's fans. Bullshit. You I just, think we have fun. The, the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. I think we have fun with our characters. <laughs> Having uh, Tala Ashi on the show, she's cool. If I just needed an adjective to describe her, she is a cool lady. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about Constantine and Matt. He's a cool lady. <laughs> we just want we wanted just a counterpoint to our legends. Personally, I can't imagine Constantine having quarters on the Wave Rider. I want to keep him Constantine. I don't want to ever have a scene of him having to do his laundry, because to me, guys like Constantine, they always have clean clothes. Who knows where they come from? I don't want to see that scene. How high was Phil Klemmer when he told, uh, talked about this? <laughs> no one has ever done laundry on the Wave Rider. Is that a thing? It can literally generate clothes. Uh, so what are we For looking you, at then? Based his on old... time period. His old mill house set from Constantine is long since struck and likely too expensive to recreate, is what the, this article says. Um, could we be getting something like Fonzie's bathroom office on Happy Days? Uh, but Clemmer says Actually, that would that be apartment fun, though, is like if every would time funny. they went for an adventure, they picked him up in that old like and oh, it'd be so much fun if like you saw the Doctor Fate helmet in the background for you know a couple of choice mm -hmm. scenes, and suddenly that was it. Like, there's so much I could do from that house, mm -hmm. but. I don't know. Um, so, Clemmer says that apartment of his that we would that the never-ending apartment we saw his last episode might prove to be a space where the legends can go to find Constantine. Clemmer hinted. Uh, he says oh, that was that just was like an episodic set that was built just for that episode. As soon as I saw that severed foot chicken storyline, it showed Constantine in a different light. Right. Most people don't think of him as being a funny guy. What? Um, Good lord! But has he Cle ever seen Clemmer said? Clemmer says, but I think that's the trick of our show. No! He was a funny character on Constantine. He is a funny character in Hellblazer. He is a... Oh. This is the mm. most disappointed I've ever been with Clemmer. Like, this is absurd. I feel the like someone just told here. him 20 minutes before this interview that Constantine was going to be a regular on the show. And oh, by the way, no, no. have you watched this season? Because we've used Constantine a few times. <laughs> So Clemmer, the the best part of this is that Clemmer says this. I don't want to defang him or decool him. Why would you have to? Uh, I don't want him to have to accommodate being a legend. I think it's up to the legends to tolerate John Constantine for who he is. 
that's the positive takeaway is that Klimmer, the showrunner, doesn't think they should change the show or change Constantine in the show. He's going to change the show around Constantine. No, here's what I heard. Oh, okay. I just heard him backhandedly apologize for one of your major gripes about Ray Palmer. Ooh. You hear me? Yeah, I kind of do. I, it, how could you put a guy that confident and straightforward on the, on the ship without making him captain? So they neutered him. Well, he's saying he's not going to neuter John Constantine. But he's also saying, like, John Constantine's not a funny guy, but I think that's the trick of our show. <laughs> it's not the trick of your show. <laughs> the trick of your show is is not, like, humor. You're not a parody of the Arrowverse. You, yeah, it's not, that's not when the show is good. <laughs> All right. I want to have some words with Phil Klimmer, but okay. All right. I know. He just got on my shit list above Mark Guggenheim, if that's possible. I, I, <sighs> I, I like Mark Guggenheim lies to us a lot Uh huh. for various reasons, but he, he does sometimes just straight up lie to us. And mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know if I've ever really heard Klimmer do that, but this just feels like. I don't hear Clemmer like say an much alien of anything. Took over his body and tried to to like look through some notes he had at his house before they came out, and somebody was like there with a microphone asking questions, and he tried to put it together best he could, you know. Uh, yeah, because I've never heard anything All that right. distant out of him. So over to Arrow, Thea Queen Willa Holland is officially off Arrow, and uh, by all accounts, this was Holland's choice. The cast and crew have been pretty supportive. Uh, Mel told. Uh, TV line recently. Willa has nothing short uh, was nothing short of professional and excellent, and always delivered tremendous performances. But I know that she wanted to move on with her career, and I totally respect that. And I'm glad that she's going to get that opportunity. And Mark Guggenheim says the door is always open for Willa to return if she has a hankering to. So uh, yeah, I mean that's been the, hand, the the writing's been on the wall for quite some time sure. on Thea popping off, and a few weeks ago, and they brought Roy back, and then uh, the van, Oliver was that. like. Yeah, so when when you get Roy out, you you should go with him. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, yeah, they were they were leading up to it. And yeah. behind the scenes, it's been a thing for a while. Like, Willa asked for kind of essentially a leave of Less absence. Less episodes, yeah. I mean, yeah, she she definitely asked to be down downplayed, and it, it, she wasn't happy. I don't know that she wasn't happy. It just seemed like she was ready to move on. Well, I may have phrased that in a way that it sounded more dire, but I suppose <laughs> that's really what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so Katie Lotz is scheduled to make another appearance as Sarah Lance on Arrow for the season six finale. That actually sounded so that's, fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know personally, like I, I want the show to be over, but I would love a series finale where like everybody shows up. Like I want to see Roy, Thea. I want to <laughs> see like Sarah. I want to see everybody from that show. Yeah. I want to even see, I want to be, I have to see Barry. I want to see Barry pop up and be like, all right, see you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so over to Gotham. Uh, ben McKenzie talked about Jerome at a roundtable recently. He says, Cameron came in to the middle of season one as what we originally thought would be a one-off, a sort of precursor to the Joker, but not necessarily the Joker. But he was so magnetic and so committed that it felt like we had to go further. There was more that he could do and more that we could do with the character, certainly. Now we're in full in a full-blown... The end of the season really kicks it off, but it becomes even more of a story of his Machiavellian plans to either take over Gotham or destroy it trying. 
I kind of I like that he like cut himself off. Yeah, that he was like, "We're in a full blunt." You know what? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> there are ellipses on the page. Like you can, you can feel it. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news for this episode: uh, Bruce's penthouse elite call sheet, supposedly for Titans, uh, is currently filming in Toronto under the name Freebirds. Uh, will apparently have some scenes shot in Bruce's penthouse and. Uh, Raven and Robin will be leading the scene. It looks like so. That's cool, man. I'm I'm looking forward to Titans probably more than anything else. This in development, uh, even the movies. Yeah. I'm just kind of down for Titans I mean, right now. I mean, they, it's yeah, it's sounding pretty cool. And if that wasn't a leaked call sheet, man, it it's it's elaborate. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. Also, I cracked up at the. Uh, I didn't know the working title was Freebirds. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's just funny. It's yeah. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the show, this episode. And um, again, you can find us at DCOnScreen.com, DCOnScreen on Twitter, on Facebook under DCOnScreen, Instagram, we're everywhere. Uh, And again, go throw us some iTunes reviews, guys. We love you. We hope you love us. You must love us exactly as we love you. Make others. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Well, that last bit is one of the creepiest things we've ever recorded. (laughs) Which part? You must love us. Make others. No. The You must love us exactly as we love you is from the old Greg episode of the Mighty Boosh. Fair enough. Old Greg tells this guy, you must love me as exactly as I love you. Mm. Like, oh, well, what? Do you love me? I have all things that are good. <laughs> I believe it for that character. It's also the least emotionally intelligent quote I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, he's awful. He's 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 real messed up, man. That is absurd. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.